there was always this uh, this feeling when I was a young officer that uh, there was something magical or something uh, you know mystic about leadership that there was something huge and and really important that you had to do to become a, a good leader. And what I began to figure out uh, after a number of years and now looking back is that every day there's an opportunity to learn and to lead. And you have to take advantage of those opportunities each and every day. You know, it's not standing up in front of the formation and motivating, uh, you know, whether it's a squadron or a battalion or an entire Marine Expeditionary Force to go do, do good things. They're going to do that. The, the leadership really comes from being able to connect with individuals in a genuine way. You know, really yeah. listen to them and understand, you know, where they're coming from. And that's, that, that's universal. Welcome to the Nicholas Brown Podcast, a podcast talk show about real estate investing, business leadership, and personal development. Each week, we explore current real-life case studies about how to build financial independence through investing in real estate to build your personal portfolio through passive income models, along with interviews from the top business leaders and personal development leaders. Now, here's your host, Nicholas Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is another episode, but this is a special episode because I want to deal with the topic of leadership. But these next few episodes, I want to make sure you guys subscribe to my channel so you're going to get these episodes of, the, of these leaders that I'm going to have. They're going to get their perspective on leadership, whether they're in the military or whether they have their own business or whether they're in school or whatever. This is going to deal with the topic of leadership. But I'm so excited to have General, the General, I'm going to explain all that information so make sure you guys subscribe to my youtube channel and make sure you download reason why i say stay tuned you're going to get alerts because the next few two episodes going to be with lieutenant colonel maurice philogen and sergeant major mario p fields so i'm excited about that make sure you guys as i said download this podcast your podcast channel make sure you subscribe on the youtube so let's begin here what i'm going to do i'm going to read about the about two section and then we're going to get set to this because uh, in time, as I said before, we may have another episode in time because you, you guys are going to be excited. I got a treat here. So today's guest is Robert Hidlin, is Lieutenant General retired of the United States Marine Corps. Lieutenant General Robert Hidlin led 38 years, very successful years of active duty service with arguably the most competitive officer corps in our nation's military. During the last 12 years prior to his retirement, he served as one of the only 62 senior level executives from an organization of 180,000 plus personnel. I'm gonna repeat that. During the last 12 years prior to his retirement, he served as one of only 62, ladies and gentlemen, senior level executives from an organization of 180,000 plus personnel, specifically in the last four years serving in the top 10 individual senior executives guiding the United States Marine Corps into a new age of global peer competition. Reach out to Lieutenant General Robert Hedlund, retired at this link, which the link is LinkedIn. You can reach, to, reach out to him on LinkedIn forward slash H-E 
D-E-L-U-N-D-R-F. Welcome to the show, General. Thank you, Nicholas, for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here and an honor to be a part of your show. Oh, I'm excited to have you. And as I said before, I never burn bridges. I build, I believe in building bridges. I was saying before, sir, um, this last year has just been about networking and building bridges on that. I'm so excited. And look how it came to this, this, this right here. So what I want to do, I'm respect your time, you know, um, which you have years of experience and we can go on, uh, we can go on probably another hour to an hour ahead, but I'm just going to get to the basics of leadership and our listeners, most of our listeners are prior military or the CEOs, or they're just getting out to the fields. Like you have a, um, young Marines, which we're going to get the peers or, or young leaders that's interested in that subject. So what we do here on this, on this, um, podcast just make it short and also on this youtube channel we talk about three things motivation teaching and perspective so i want to get what motivated you to go to the marine corps sir (laughs) well thanks um you know i'd like to say that there was uh some kind of um you know inborn uh drive to become a marine but that really wouldn't be true in the beginning now, what, what is true, though, is when I got to college, uh, I had a roommate who was in the platoon leaders class program, a program that preps uh, young men and women to, uh, to go into the Marine Corps on, in the officer corps. And that individual uh, who, until the last few years, I kept track of, um, he really got me interested in in the uh, in the Marine Corps as as an officer. I I was a little bit clueless. My father served uh, in the Navy uh, in World War II, but uh, none of none of our family had a deep interest in joining the military. But uh, that my roommate Ron Reeves, a good man, got me motivated uh to to explore uh the opportunities that would be available as an officer uh in the marine corps wow. and furthermore he was uh very interested in flying so his our our, our room in in uh, college was uh festooned with uh posters of, of marine aviation and that that really uh got me going because i've always been interested in aviation and flying what so, college sir what college sir did you- we uh we started at uh west i started at western carolina university in Cullowee, north carolina out uh, out in the mountains wow. uh he bluegrass he right say again is it called bluegrass in north carolina don't they call it bluegrass or the mountain uh well it's kind of like the you know the <laughs> the mascot for the school is the catamount so it's a you know, mountain cat kind of uh Kind of, uh, and it's a it's a gorgeous place. Uh, I was looking to get out of Florida, anywhere that I could go to get out of Florida. I was pretty happy. Wow. Wow. Um, and it, you know, he went on to re- to uh, to graduate from that school and go into go into Marine Corps and fly uh, uh, tactical jets, the F four Phantom uh, in particular. I had uh, I went back home to South Florida after two years there and finished my degree at Florida Atlantic University, which is in my bio. Uh, mostly because of funding (laughs) or lack thereof, Uh, but also, um, you know, uh, romantic interests at the time. So, you know, one of those things were, and really the overarching thing was by that time I was invested uh, in the Marine Corps and I just had to get 
my degree finished so that I could get commissioned and move on to uh, what it would take to join and uh, and become you know a young officer of Marines. So that's when the uh, the reality became uh, very real. So you already had leadership qualities around you or you follow people that want to get you to your to your goals because it's about you know sacrifice and getting to that to that level progress mm -hmm. am i right leadership so am, am i correct right so you know a little bit like we discussed in our in our introductory uh, call it, there was always this uh this feeling when i was a young officer that uh there was something magical or something uh you know mystic about leadership that there was something huge and, and really important that you had to do to become a, a good leader. And what I began to figure out uh, after a number of years and now looking back is that every day there's an opportunity to learn and to lead. And you have to take advantage of those opportunities each and every day. You know, it's not standing up in front of a formation and motivating, uh, you know, whether it's a squadron or battalion or an entire Marine Expeditionary Force to go do good things. They're going to do that. The, the leadership really comes from being able to connect with individuals in a genuine way, you know, really okay. listen to them and understand, you know, where they're coming from. And that's, that, that's universal, right? That's not just the military, but that's across all of uh, uh, of our our culture and our life is that right. if we take the time to listen and to genuinely connect with people, the leadership is natural at that point. It's not something that you have to seek out. Uh, and you would find, and what I found in in my career was that over the years, and, and particularly toward the end, that was really what I got the most uh, inspiration from and the most uh, feedback uh, and uh, satisfaction from was the connection with individuals and being able to help in whatever small way that I could, uh, but also understanding, you know, where those individuals are coming from and, and uh, what they needed. Also walks of life, because you travel all around the world, correct? So it's different different types of method of leadership and people people of leadership positions that you have met in time, am I correct? So it's all about adjusting and trying to get some mutual understanding to get progress, am I correct? It's, that's very true. Uh, you know, Nicholas, in particular, you know, when you're working with another country, uh, you know, in, in whether it's in a military setting or any other setting, there are some very basic things that you have to have to establish and, and being able to communicate and, and establish trust and respect is really the key to getting accomplished those things that you uh, that both countries need to get accomplished. And whether it was, you know, our work with with uh, Norway, uh, when I was at uh, Marine Expeditionary Force in North Carolina, or during uh, some of our deployments where we were overseas, you know, those, those, the things that I remember most is the relationships that you built in order to get the mission accomplished. And, you know, you can't, you can't manufacture that. That's not something that right. you can just, uh, you know, pull off the shelf and, and, uh, and, and execute. It's something that you have to cultivate and build over time. Uh, so, the, the repeated connection with people and again understanding where they're coming from uh, while you hope to uh, be able to explain to them what your goals are, uh, are are key and those first few contacts if you will set the stage and lay the groundwork for 
uh, whatever it is that most countries are trying to accomplish. Right, because I remember us, we had, I was telling you before, Team Spirit, where we went to Norway and Korea, and we met different types of Marines from different parts of the world, but we had to learn each other's methods and, to get the progress going. So that was a good good standard. So you actually, sir, you actually asked, answer the next question is, could you teach us some traits of leadership? For example, um, how do you get someone to follow your lead and you know what I mean, you know, right. whether it's in the Marine Corps or whether it's in business or whether it's your family, one of your family members or whatever, how do you start out? How would you start out? Give us a teacher some methods sir. <laughs> I think, uh, well, you know, the, the Marine Corps, you know, if you go online and, and, uh, and Google leadership traits and leadership principles, you know, uh, they'll, they'll pop right up. Uh, wow. and it, there's no, there's no, um, there's no magic there. There's no, uh, it, all those things that, that you go through in a 14, uh, of, you know, the principles and the traits, they're all that you kind of look at it and go, well, no kidding. But how do you do that practically? That's a very good question. And I think yeah. that what, what I try to uh, visualize is if, if, if I wanted to follow somebody or if somebody was trying to get me to follow them, what would I want them to do? And I think the number one thing that's, that pops out immediately is don't ask them to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Right. And not only that, but demonstrate that you're willing to do that. So whether it's sleeping in the mud, uh, you, know, you know, flying the difficult missions, uh, having you know, time always to talk uh, with those who might need a few minutes of your time, right. you know, the most famous, you know, uh, <laughs> phrase or the most uh, phrase that I heard the most as a senior leader is, hey, sir, do you have a minute? And hmm. you always have to have a minute uh, for those types of, because for that individual to come up to you, uh, if you were of higher rank, took a little bit of courage and a little right. bit of fortitude to, to say, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity to talk to a senior leader. So, uh, you always say, of course I have a few minutes. So if you're, if you're willing to do that, you're willing to give time, which is obviously, uh, some of the most precious commodity, if you will, that a senior right. leader or any leader has, right. any person has, then you give up that time that that individual, I think, is more likely to say, you know, he could have he could have said, hey, I got another meeting. I got to go. Uh, but he took a minute uh, to, to speak with me. That's somebody I think that you would want to follow. That's so value. Being, that's valuable. That's right. It is. Valuable. Absolutely. Uh, time. Time is uh, is important. And uh, taking time to to talk with people and have you know, again, back to the listening piece, uh, that that goes a long way. And I think uh, somebody who would look towards somebody, look up to somebody as somebody they would want to follow. Okay, General, this is this is deep also over your years of, of leading and being around other leaders. What is a challenge that you face that you, you over your time that you can think of offhand that it was a challenge, but you overcame it? Wow, that, there's a there's a probably a long list of those, uh, but I think the, the one that as a leader, in, you know, what I mean, as a leader, yeah, like I yeah. want you know, I want to make this where I want to make a level, but this is a challenge for you know. So we talk a lot about um, being able to uh, to lead 
uh, but not micromanage, right? So, you know, you want to, you, if you've trained your, your Marines, you train your people well, and, and then the test comes, whatever that test is. And, you know, in the case I'm about to explain, it was, uh, it was combat in Iraq. And hmm. you, you hope that that training is going to give them what they need in order to be successful and to come home, you know, at the end of their deployment. That's right. That's right. So not the, in a body bag. We want you to come in a home. Body bag. That's right. That's right. So, but what I've, what I found out was there is a, you have an inward desire to be on every mission, to fly every sortie, to have, that's your kind of, you're, you're, you're driven to that because you want to be there to protect, right? That's right. Uh, but you can't. It's just simply impossible to be in every cockpit, to be in every flight, to be on every flight schedule, because there are plenty of other things that were important for the squadron commander, in my case, uh, to take care of and make sure that our headquarters was being kept informed on, on how we were doing. So really, it drove home to me that trust, training, and, and empowering those in your charge, in this case, in the squadron, to go do what they had to do was very difficult. It, almost like a dad letting, you know, the, the daughter or the son, you know, go away to college. Right. You know, you, you now had to, you had to, no kidding, walk the walk because you've been talking a lot about training and being ready and preparation, ensuring that you, you know, did the checklist right. All the things that go along for uh, the successful completion of an, of an aviation mission in this, in this case, in combat. Now, you, no kidding, you, they were going to go do it. So what it taught me was you can't be everywhere and, and you, you have to build your team so that they'll be successful when you're not there. That's right. And those things uh, that go along with that, and you can pick the, uh, the expertise area or the, whether it's in, in the civilian world uh, working in real estate or whether it's a military going into uh, combat operations, there's preparation that you have to do to be successful. You, you foster that preparation, you ensure they have the tools that they need in order to succeed, and then you step aside and you let them, you let them execute. And that was really driven home to me that I had to overcome that, that desire to try to be there uh, both in the air and on the ground when I knew that they had the tools to do it. I knew that they had trained well, so I just needed to step back and let them do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the purpose that um, we don't realize. That's the purpose of the, at that time, it was 13 weeks training, but that's the purpose of the training. So now you go to the next step or the next mission and at that same time the mission you get a refreshes or training for your position that's detailed but at least you have your basics and that we can trust you to go to that next level mm -hmm. the foundation so it was a challenge the same thing i always say in the business like at this time i'm building a business under me a virtual assistant but i'm training he or she for that position that i can trust them try to make it simple for them to, to get back to like you say to this base am i correct sir Absolutely. i want to make sure you guys are back here well and, and, you know at the end of the day you know you're not going to be that squadron commander forever you know there's going to have some other individual is going to come in and take over that unit and ultimately 
you know, the, the young uh, pilots and, uh, and crew chiefs and the, and the maintainers, everybody who made that, made that mission happen and made that, that deployment happen, they're going to go on uh, and either be, uh, depart the Marine Corps and, and go on to life in the civilian world, or they're going to continue a career in the Marine Corps. And you, and you want to ensure that, that they have the experience that they need that should they be offered the opportunity to be a commander someday or be a section leader someday or to be a, a, an aviation maintenance officer or a maintenance chief that they the experience that they have with you help them grow into those those leadership positions whether it be uh, in uniform or out and that really uh, at, at the end of the day those are the things those people that reach back to you uh, after many years and say, hey, sir, you know, you, you may not think you really helped me much here, but yeah. I want to tell you that right. I'm, I was successful in this job because you said right. these few words uh, that, that really stuck with me uh, when it was my turn to be a squadron CO, uh, in, you know, in, in whatever cockpit it was that uh, that, that, was, um, that he or she went to. So that impact that you have, uh it is in some cases lifelong and it, it, it's right. really the again it's the satisfaction that, that comes with that is it's pretty tough to beat i always say the after effect that's why i don't as i said i don't judge anybody for what they have or in, in the business but it, especially in training the marine corps i think the marine corps because it was hard on me in in boot camp but i think them <laughs> to this day this is the after effect look where i'm at now you know so that leads to the question of perspective general how many years you served listen i want the people listening how many years you served how many years before you retired so 38 years okay. and nine months 38 was, years uh, that's okay. right that leads to the word perspective so during those 38 years what's your perspective on the marine corps highest change for the training like boot camp compared to now and technology where we got these phones, got computers on. I didn't have this when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, 89 to 93. You know, you say 38 years, things have changed now, you know. Mm -hmm. So what's your perspective now on uh, today's leadership wow. in the Marine Corps? Or if or I want to say, I'm going to say the Marine Corps or your perspective mm -hmm. in life on leadership. Right. Yeah, it's, it's that's a really good, really good question. The, the Marine Corps that I joined um, in 1983 wow. uh, was very different. And you, I mean, you, you right. come from that era, so you, you know where I'm going. Right. Uh, there, was a, there was a lot of goodness there, but there was also a lot of things that, that were not so good. And when I, when I say that, you know, it was post-Vietnam, uh, uh, Right. Uh, there were still quite a few Vietnam vets uh, serving, and they were they were doing their best to bring up this new generation uh, of right. Marines. But there was there was a lot of uh, things that you know could have been improved upon. And uh, most of it, uh, some of that is is uh, from funding, uh, from people who had the wrong approach to to problems, et cetera, all that. But the, the good part was the people you know, were, were kind of universal across all 38 years. The people are, are what made me stay. Hmm. Uh, there's plenty of good things. There's plenty of tough things to handle. But there was always the people. 
So the, the one constant across this entire 38 years was that the strength of the individual when it is when he or she joins the team and then the team embraces that individual as a part of the team was something that always stuck with me throughout the years. The, the things that changed over the years you know, are interesting, but like you mentioned, some of the communication capabilities, you know, having, I mean, that first uh, deployment I went on, there was no such thing as email. Snail mail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wrote letters. That was, right. that was the only way that you could communicate in some cases right. you get to the next port. And then you've got that, that, uh, that fun um, experience of trying to figure out how to use another country's telephone system, right. you know, still pay phones, you know, all that stuff that went along with, you know, standing in line for 30, 40, sometimes an hour so that you can get into a phone booth and try to figure out how to use the phone. Uh, th th I mean, that's all changed, clearly. Right. Uh, some of that's good. Some of that, you know, is, uh, you know, maybe not so good. Right. Some of the things that come from uh, instant communication, as we all well know, don't always come out as, as, as good things, particularly in a combat environment. So uh, when bad things happen, you know, it makes it difficult for, uh, you know, the leadership of a particular unit to uh, ensure that they understand what all happened in a, in a bad event before, you know, the family finds out about it. So that communication, right. you know, there's some goodness in having instant communication, but there's also a lot of challenges associated with that. You know, that, that's just one. I say one, the other thing that I would say uh, just quickly is um, our gear has changed remarkably for the better. Uh, right. When I, when I, you know, when we were, mm. when we were lieutenants and, and young captains, the stuff that we had was really leftovers from Vietnam. And mm. uh, as time went on and we got into obviously a couple of conflicts uh, from Desert Storm to, uh, to Iraq and Afghanistan, et cetera, uh, that, the gear that we, you know, put on our bodies and that we use to protect ourselves and to and to engage with the enemy, all improved over time dramatically. Right. And, I, and I want to say that I think that the Marine Corps leadership uh, has has really done a great job in taking the best of the best and trying to ensure that that's what is available for those young men and women who uh, who put on our our uniform that they're they're as prepared as they can be preparation, training, all that has really continued to improve over the years. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited. Well, gentlemen, sir, I appreciate your time. We talked about what motivated you. We talked we talk about teaching leadership, and you gave us perspective on the day's um, leadership values. Is there any last words or thoughts or or, or help talking give our listeners before we get off I yeah i think the first i want to just uh thank you for this opportunity nicholas you, really been, uh, a great few minutes of your time and thank uh, you but I, I i want people to understand that there's there's nothing mystical about leadership uh take the opportunity every day to learn something about another person uh, that is a that is a great step in the right direction for laying down your own leadership uh, style and your own way of communicating with people. And if you do that, you'll begin to realize that uh, the perspective that others offer you will deepen your toolbox, if you will, of leadership skills. So uh, never stop learning, never think you know everything and try to learn something from somebody every day. That's right. I know you're gonna have a 
little kind of like a vacation by choice now. But you got anything happening in the next few months or years? What's what's your what's your goals or what what do you uh, want want to? Yeah, do? I am. We are trying to take a break uh, here. <laughs> we are uh, still kind of feathering a nest here in our in our home that we've uh, chose to retire in and sure. uh so we've got plenty to do uh but i know i'll i'll get i'll want to stay busy at uh one one thing or another uh, i'll look to try and and use uh the experience that i've had over the last many years to help others uh but also to to maybe uh, give a few words of advice to those who are looking for uh you know a way ahead so i'm I'm excited. Uh, no, no definite, uh, you know, projects, if you will, right. uh, on that front yet. Um, but I'm, I'm encouraged by the uh, the energy and the time that I'll that I'll have available uh, now that I'm off active duty. That's awesome, General. Hey, I appreciate this time and this wealth of information. I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to meet someone such as yourself. But one last word: How can they reach out? To, they can reach out to you on LinkedIn. How can they reach out to you, sir? Yeah, I think that's the best way. Uh, initially, I'm not a big, uh, I, I don't do Instagram or any other stuff. Right. So uh, come come at me from uh, from my LinkedIn uh, account, and then we can start a conversation. What's your handle, sir, if you don't mind, for your LinkedIn? Is it under Robert? Uh, what's your handle? Robert Hedlund. Yep. You can, okay. you can look me up on just my first name and last name. And you mentioned the link uh, to my, sure. uh, my account earlier okay. on, and uh, it, I'm not hard to find. Okay, I'll make sure I add that on the description, sir. Thanks for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring you have a treat here for, for leadership and perspective, this, this life in general, over 38 years. This, this is for, he's been fortunate, you know, to live life and value, build value. So as I said before, don't condemn, don't complain because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Nicholas Brown podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.nickbrowninc.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like this show and you are a new real estate investor, then check out one of Nicholas's free reports called the Wholesale Dominator Report. Also located on our website, www.nickbrownie.com slash free reports. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. And remember, don't condemn, don't complain, because you have a choice to make a change. Have a great day.